Hello everybody, I'm Bob Main. Welcome to another episode of today's Survival Show. Helping you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. This is a practical show. I don't go tinfoil hat on you like some survival shows do. I just try to keep this rooted in common sense. Well, this episode, I want to talk about acceptance. And what I mean by that, I'll give you a little bit of a upfront look at what I'm going to talk about. Well, not a look. <laughs> this is internet radio. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what you're going to hear uh, in just a few moments for the main topic, which is acceptance, which is why some people don't accept the fact that they have to prep in their life. But it's those people who do accept that are the ones that, at the end of the day, if something bad happens, they are going to be ready. And you know, this show, it's hard for me to get real detailed with all of you as to what you should do to prep because you folks live all over the world. I mean, literally. Uh, you know, How many of you right now are listening to me from a different country? I know there are several of you out there because I've received emails from you. And if there are a few of you that I've received emails from, there are probably a lot more that I haven't received emails from. But I'm, I'm here in the great state of Texas in the United States of America. But there are people from everywhere. So it's hard, even all of those of you here in the U.S., it's hard for me to tell you exactly what to do because everybody's family situation is different. However, there are some common denominators and there are some things that apply to all of us. So I'm taking advantage here of a little bit of drive time uh, in my mobile studio talking to you about prepping. Why is it that people don't go and do what they should do? Why is it that they don't have a certain level of acceptance? I have a theory on that. You know, the, you know, the, how many of you have talked to somebody and, you know, you don't get more than about two sentences out of your mouth and you start talking to them about survival and they stick their fingers in their ear and they go, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, blah, 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 blah. And they, you know, they purposely tune you out. Right? <laughs> you probably know somebody like that. They tune you out because they don't want to accept the fact that something bad could happen. And I, I'm not just talking about things like carrying a gun and shooting somebody if they're trying to kill you or members of your family. Because I, I do another podcast called The Handgun World Podcast where I talk a lot about that. But I, I'm talking about other disasters that are probably a lot more common. Stink hit the fan disasters for other people. I've been through several of them since I've been doing this show. And by the way, this show is about six, well, it's actually a little over six years old now. On July 4th, I started blogging about survival. My friend Randy, Randy up in Oklahoma, uh, my good friend Randy. You know, Randy, I know you're listening to this. Hi, buddy. How you doing? It's been a long time since we've talked, and I'm, I'm sorry that we've lost touch uh, a lot. We do talk. Randy and I talk. But my buddy and I, Randy, got the idea back in July of 2009 to start a blog about survival. And then shortly after that, a podcast. So today's survival show is about six years old. 
thank you very much for listening. But there are people who do not, they, they have their heads stuck in the sand. A lot of people call them ostriches because they want to use a, an analogy and, you know, ostrich, an ostrich sticks his head in the sand. And, and there are a lot of people that are like that. And then I've heard people use the grasshopper analogy and the ant analogy. You know, the ants are the ants are probably the ultimate preppers in the animal kingdom because they're they're gathering all the time for the off season. You can kind of put it that way. For the times when they can't be out scurrying around the ground and getting all over the place and annoying us human beings, the ants are prepping. And the grasshoppers typically are not. And a lot of people use those analogies, and I'm not going to really go down that road too far because, you know, there's other things you can listen to where you can get that kind of stuff. But there is a natural tendency inside of human beings to not want to think that they're in danger. And then there's also a natural tendency to survive. Am I I right? You know, there's a survival instinct in humans, just like there is in the animal kingdom. The problem is, is that animals every day, especially those in the wild, if you think about it, especially predatory animals, they have to survive every day to eat, to exist. So every day they're doing that. But, you know, here in the great United States of America, we're fat and happy here. You know, I'm driving down the road right now, and I just passed a road sign that advertised about six different places to eat. In fact, I just passed a Starbucks, so I may have to take a break and <laughs> pull into the Starbucks and get some coffee, because I like their coffee. Sorry, hate to tell you that, but I like their coffee. I like Starbucks coffee, okay? I don't like Starbucks' political opinions, and... You know, there's a lot of things I don't like about Starbucks and the way they run their co- their company, but they make great coffee. And I'm on a business trip, so I can expense the cost of this Starbucks coffee. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to get a $6 cup of coffee. <laughs> you see how fat and happy we are here in America? And people get used to that, and they don't want to accept that this great way of life that we have could be in danger. And we do have a great way of life. Boy, it infuriates me. It just really gets me angry, folks. When I hear people that like to downgrade this country, and and these are people here in the United States that want to downgrade this country. I have a relative that does that. I am not saying that we don't have our problems in this country. We do. We got problems. But I still think our lifestyle that we have here is very, very good compared to a lot of other places in the world. And if you've been to a lot of other places in the world, if you've been, you know, traveling around because of the military or because of something that you do for your job or just because you like to travel, I think you'll probably agree with me on that, that we have some conveniences here that we like to enjoy. But people don't want to realize, people don't want to accept 
that what happened to Tom from Ferguson, Missouri, as you heard in the last podcast, could happen to them. That all of a sudden, them and their family could be threatened by arsonists or rioters that, that are in their town, a place where you would just never expect, but they're there. And so the first step in being a, I shouldn't say being a good prepper, but being a prepper at all, is acceptance. And why, you know, let's, let's examine for a minute why is it that people don't want to accept. I'm a firm believer that, you know, it's not so much fear, it's because they don't know what to do. And they're afraid of being in the situation of being vulnerable not having any food to eat, not having any water to eat because of a prolonged disaster, but they don't know what to do. And we have a government and we have a mainstream media that likes to paint preppers and survivalists as crazy people. Right? Because we have a government and a media that wants us to be dependent on them. You know, I'm trying to speak the truth, folks. Uh, the government wants us to be dependent on them because that's how they maintain their power over us. Would you agree? That's what they want. They don't want independent people, so they're not going to promote it. They're not going to encourage it. And they're going to paint us as being crazy people. But what's really interesting is even those people in the media, their grandparents and their great-grandparents lived just like... What we talk about on this show and many of the other prepping shows and blogs and survival information outlets that are out there right now. It was a way of life two or three generations ago. And people were more independent and they were more free. And I think that we're less free today, but only because we allow ourselves to be less free. Stop pointing at the government. If you're the kind of person that are, that's pointing at the government and saying, well, they're the problem. No, they're not the problem. You're the problem because you put them there. Now, maybe not you specifically. Maybe you specifically listening to my show. Maybe you didn't vote for some of these politicians that want to put us in a, per, a perpetual state of dependence. Maybe it wasn't you, but maybe it was some of your family members and some of your friends. People get the government they deserve. You know, I was listening to another podcast. I listened to probably about seven or eight other podcasts. And I was listening to one the other day, and the host was interviewing a police officer. And the police officer said something brilliant. He says, you know, people get the law enforcement that they deserve. Wow, think about that. You know, there's been a lot of bashing of police lately. There's been a lot of bashing, bashing of police lately because of a certain faction in the United States, a certain group of people that, that really believe that the police are out to get them and that no matter what they do, even if they do something wrong, even if they commit a crime, the police are supposed to leave them alone, right? Police are not supposed to touch them. They're not supposed to do anything to them. And woe be to any police officer. that arrests somebody else doing something wrong because that shouldn't happen in America. That, that's their thinking. Is it not? Come on. Of course it is. And the police officer said, 
we get the law enforcement that we deserve. And I think that's interesting because, you know, if you have a thug on the street who is committing crimes regularly and all of a sudden he's picked up and his arrest might not be real smooth, guess what? He got the law enforcement that he deserved because he is a thug. Why can't we accept that? Why can't people have a level of acceptance? It's a reluctancy to realize that they are the problem. And I'm speaking the truth here, folks. I know I'm speaking the truth. And, you know, a lot of people can't handle the truth, right? (laughs) You remember the movie? You can't handle the truth. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of truth to what Jack Nicholson said. You can't handle the truth. A lot of people can't handle the truth, which is why they don't come to a position of acceptance. So this is where it all starts. And I really really believe it starts when they're young. My son asked me the other day, you know, my son's 17 and a half years old. And he asked me the other day, you know, about why, you know, basically general questions about why put food away. And why you know we, he was grocery shopping with me? Well, why do we why do we buy all this extra stuff, Dad? Why are we buying all of this extra stuff? And I explained to him, you know, because basically I know what he was thinking. Hey, we're not going to be eating this in the next week. No, some of this we're not going to be eating in, eating in the next week, son. But we might be eating it a month from now, or six months from now, or two years from now. If something bad happens. Why not prepare? Why not come to a level of acceptance? Now, what's interesting is Americans have come to an acceptance on certain things. Americans accept that there might be a very good chance that they could get into a car accident when they're driving down the freeway, like I am right now, or when they're driving down city streets. So what do they do? They put their seatbelt on. And they don't text and drive, I hope. Because they've come to a level of acceptance that these accidents happen. And they don't want to be in one. So they prepare. And you know, there are... Almost everybody in the United States of America who drives a car is a prepper. They just don't know it. They wear their seatbelt. They're preparing... Uh, You know, how many of you listening to this show when you get in your car expect to get into an accident? You don't, right? You don't expect to get into an accident, but just in case you do, you put the seat belt on. Don't you? Okay, so I think this is a good time for a break. I have more that I want to talk about on acceptance. But I saw the sign that the Starbucks is coming up pretty well, so let me let me go get a cup of coffee, and I'll be right back. I'm back. Well, the Starbucks coffee house was way too crowded. I didn't have the time to stand there in line and wait for all that, so I guess it'll have to. I'll have to just forego my my good cup of coffee for a while. I had a good one before I left home, so I think I'm going to be all right. But, you know, on the subject of acceptance, you know, I've had to come to a level of acceptance lately. I've had to come to a level of acceptance that basically means that 
I, you know, life is not forever for me. Most of you know, I, I just had a very, very serious battle with stage 4 lymphoma cancer. And I went through brain surgery in September. Uh, the the six-month anniversary of my stem, stem cell transplant was just recently. And I've still got some minor issues I'm going that I'm dealing with, you know, with, with blood counts that are not normal and uh, uh, approaching a dangerous level where, you know, I, hopefully I won't need any more treatment. Hopefully the good Lord has been able to get get me to get by this or helped me get by this you know i mean my my faith sustains me folks many of you know it but if you're not know if you're if you're new to this show i'm a christian i believe in the lord jesus christ as my savior and i also believe that you know god heals us and often gives us second chances and i had some very very talented doctors at md anderson in Houston, MD Anderson Cancer Center, and a very talented uh, oncologist here at home in the San Antonio area that God has given lots of knowledge and ability to to help me out. But I have come to a level of acceptance that life may or may not be long term for me. You know, I trust in what God has in store for me. Some people don't have to deal with that acceptance. But I think you should. I mean, that's what survival and prepping is all about, is it not? It's coming to the level of acceptance that things might not always be real good. And that's hard for some people. That's hard for for some people. Some people just don't want to think about it. They don't want to think about that fact that their nice, cushy way of life, their nice job that they have, making good money, you know, working only... 40 hours a week and being home every single night and their two precious young, two or three precious young children that are growing up. God bless their precious young children. I hope that they get, that all of you that have young kids get to, that your kids get to grow up in a good uh, country. You know, my son is already at 17 years old, already kind of wondering, hey, what, what's this world going to be like? Because he's not that far from having to get into the world all by himself and, and make it. And I believe that what the Bible says that we should, you know, even though we have to live in this world, we should not be of this world. But that's a different story, and I'm not going to push religion on you on this podcast because that's not what this podcast is. I'd be doing a, I'd be doing a Christian show and getting people to, to you know, learn about that and doing it separately. This is about prepping and being prepared, but it's also a good value to have the ability to be prepared, and the ability to accept the fact that maybe you won't be prepared, but that bad things can happen. Evil does exist in the hearts of man. And I I should throw women in there too, but that was just kind of an expression there, ladies. I didn't mean to sound sexist or anything like that. But evil exists in people out there. And... We have to accept the fact that it's there and we have to prepare for it. And I'm not just talking about other people, but what about natural disasters? We've seen tons of them. We've seen tons of hurricanes. We've seen earthquakes. I remember the earthquake back in, I think it was, it was 89 or something like that. The the huge, humongous 7.1 or 2 earthquake in Northern California, in the San Francisco Bay Area, the one that brought down the double-decker freeway and 
Lots of people were killed and it was chaos. And I didn't know my wife at that time, but she was living there in that area and basically was in that earthquake. You know, so they happen. And I suppose if you live out there in California, you accept it, that those types of things happen out there. Other people in other parts of the country have to accept that things happen where they are. I do a tremendous amount of work in New Orleans. A tremendous amount. It's part of my sales territory. You know, and New Orleans has bounced back greatly since since Katrina. You know, I mean, man, I tell you what, the economy, at least for what I do, the economy in New Orleans is robust. And they have come back since Hurricane Katrina. And they've come back in a great way. They accept the fact that that can happen there. And they prepare for it. As you should too. You need to accept, if you live in Tornado Alley, that they happen. And prepare for it. Doesn't mean you're weird. Doesn't mean you're a fringe dweller. Forget the media. Forget even what other people call you. If other people want to call you weird and paranoid and all that, well, forget that. Who, You know what? Who's going to be the weird and paranoid one, or who's going to be the one that is going to be in trouble if a disaster happens, and because they didn't accept it, they did not prepare ahead of time. And what about the general stuff? The general preparations. You know, do you have 10 or 15 gallons of water stored? Do you have more than... 30 days worth of food. You know, could you survive a month without being able to go to the grocery store? Most grocery stores in every area have about 72 hours worth of inventory. Did you know that? About 72 hours worth of inventory. In other words, they know pretty well what their local market is and how much their local market buys. You know, they study that. They keep track of that. They pay attention to that. And carrying inventory costs money costs a lot of money. So a grocery store doesn't want to spend any more money than they have to on their inventory. So what they're carrying is about 72 hours worth of food. And how many times have you seen it on the news? A disaster happens and people start flocking to the stores and they empty the shelves. And they look like they're miserable when they're doing it. And people who prepare... People that are common sense prepares, they sit back and they just uh, <laughs> they just look at the TV and kind of laugh like, huh, well, I'm glad I'm not in those lines going over there to clean out that store. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not fighting those 1,500 people that want to get in that store to buy something to eat because they have nothing. Right? If you've been in an area where that's happened, I bet if you're a prepper and you're prepared, you kind of just sit back and... Pop open a beer and have fun watching the TV set and watching people freak out, don't you? Because you've accepted it. You've come to that level of acceptance. They have not. And it always takes an event for people to come to an acceptance, doesn't it? I shouldn't say always. I shouldn't say always. But it often, uh, uh, something has to happen. You know, I remember when I was selling security alarms for a living. I don't do that anymore. 
now I'm in a different type of security business for hotels and hospitality and resorts. But when I was selling home and small commercial security alarms, I worked for a manufacturer, by the way, so I didn't really sell them to the general public. Well, I did, I did sell to the general public for a little while in a different job that I had. But anyway, I was in that business for, let's see, a total of... 14 years and I remember it was so hard to talk to to talk somebody into alarming their house in other words it was so hard to talk them into buying a system to protect their home and family you know for very little money for a dollar a day they could get a, a monitored alarm system to protect their home and family and they wouldn't do that but they'd take their family out once a month and spend $65 on dinner so that was okay. Going out and spending $65 on dinner was okay, but writing a check for $28.95 every month to protect their home and family against burglary, fire, medical emergency, things like that. That was... No, no, that's too much money. Right, Bob, come on. You're asking me to do that? No way. And I ran into that all the time, folks. I ran into that all the time. I was pretty successful at what I was doing because I, you know, I learned in sales how to play the numbers game. Sooner or later, you'll find enough people that are that have enough sense to do something like that. And I still get I get all kinds of emails from those of you who listen to this podcast about home security because I've I brought it up so many times. Um, you know, get yourself a system. Simply Safe has a great system. SimplySafe.com. S I M P L I simplysafe.com I do not work for them. I do not represent them. I have looked at what they offer. I like it. It's easy to install. Buy the monitoring. Buy the monitoring, folks. It's it that's a, the the monitoring is one of the most important parts and that's the part that people don't want to buy. Okay? Uh, people say, "Well, I don't care what happens to my home when I'm gone." Really? If you're a prepper listening to this show, you got a lot of prep stored at home. You better care what happens to your house if you're gone. I mean, I know you—you you know the likelihood of you and your family getting hurt is not there if you're not home. But you—you you want to protect your stuff if you can do it for less than the cost of some of the money that you go out and blow every month for no good reason. Then do it, folks. Come on. I think you're. Uh, I think you're foolish if you don't uh, engage in some kind of a way. Whether it's cameras, whether it's a security alarm, whether it's a lighting system, whether it's some other kind of a notification system that you can hook up that unwanted people are on your property, and then you better have a way if you are at home and unwanted people come on your property, and even if they breach your security system or breach your security method, you better have a way to defend yourself. Don't be a sitting duck. Would you please accept that this could happen? That's where it all starts. And it's interesting, you know, once people accept something, once people accept that they now have a new way of life. Great things start to happen. Boy, you know, the, the human mind and the human ability 
is so incredible. I mean, just look around where you are. Just look at all the technology that exists, that didn't exist 100 years ago or 200 years ago. Look what we can do when we accept the fact that we must. I'll say that again. Look what we can do when we accept the fact that we must do something. Or that we want to. Nothing drives the human condition more. Nothing motivates people more than a want. A want to do something. A sincere want to do something. So, I urge you on this podcast to want to prepare. I urge you to get training on whatever it is that you are doing. If you are canning, all kinds of people have emailed me and called in and said that they've taken canning classes. That is so cool. By the way, if you want to call into the show, what I just said reminded me. The uh, telephone number is area code 210-646-1727. I combine one voicemail uh, for both shows. The Handgun World Podcast and today's survival show. 210-646-1727. Leave me a voicemail. you got three minutes to uh, talk about whatever you want to talk about. It can be a comment. It can be a question. It can be both. I'd like to hear you. If you don't want it to be played on the show, just please tell me that. Just say, hey, Bob, this is just for you to listen to. It's not for you to put out there on the show. And I won't put it out there on the show, but... um, 210-646-1727. Please accept and please do at least the basics. It comes down to at least the basics. All right, I'm about to wrap this up. So it all comes down to what are you willing to accept? What are you willing to accept as your new normal? Because, see, when you start to prep, when you start to engage in modern, common-sense survivalism, and, that, and that's what I like to talk about on this show, is modern-sense, excuse me, modern, common-sense survivalism. And it's really interesting that I call it modern, because it's what, like I said, it's what people did two or three generations ago. So, really, it's the old. It's the old that's forever new. And we make it new because our society is just not used to this kind of stuff. Because we have a just-in-time, convenience-based society, don't we? I think it's by design. I really do. You know, I'm not really all that much of a cynical person. I'm not really all that much of a paranoid, cynical person. But I do think about things like, why are we in the situation we are in? And it's by design. And I think it's taken a long time. I think it's taken several decades. But it's working. Our society has become, over several decades, and maybe three or four generations, I would think, slowly but very surely... It has become a society that is really not willing to accept that they can't have instant access to everything with an iPhone. They're not willing to accept that they can't run down to McDonald's or Wendy's and get food 90 seconds after they order it. I really, I mean, they can't accept that they're going to have to dedicate part of their house to storing necessary items. 
like food, like water, like tools, like weapons, like ammunition, like a generator, things like that. They're, they're not willing to accept that. They're, they're so wrapped up in this convenience-based society. They're not willing to accept that they may have to drive a 2002 Honda Accord with 152,859 miles on it, like I'm driving right now, with no frills, no power, <laughs> but it runs great because I've taken care of it, and I don't have any car payments. I'm willing to accept that. I'm willing to accept that, you know, right now I'm not driving the fancy schmanciest thing I could. You know, I could drive a nicer car if I wanted to. I'm in the financial position right now. God's blessed me with the ability to be able to earn a healthy income. You know, praise Him for that. I, you know, I, I, he's, he's given me the ability to put my talents to work. You know, I believe the Lord gives everybody talents. It says in the Bible that everybody gets talents, and what you do with those talents matters. So thank God I've been able to generate a nice income, and I can afford just about any vehicle I want. But I'm not willing to accept lots of car payments. I did that. I did it more than once. I'm ashamed to say I did it more than once. Got into big time car payments more than once. Both of the vehicles I have are paid for. I'm a firm believer in the Dave Ramsey system. If you can't afford it, if you can't afford to pay cash for it, or if you can't afford to at least take a very short term 12 to 18 month loan and pay that thing off. If you can't afford to do that, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be buying it. Make do with what you got. You know, you can get a nice car for $5,000. Somebody put it on Facebook. I'm not willing... To, they actually said that, that, that they did not think... Was it Facebook or was it... Where the heck was I reading it? I was reading it somewhere. I forgot. Maybe it wasn't Facebook. But somebody uh, thought that the notion of a uh, $5,000 decent car was... Was ridiculous. Was was it was a dumb notion that that, that that it did not exist. Hey, let me tell you what. I don't think I can get five thousand dollars for this Honda that I'm driving if I were to sell it. But you know what? If I were to sell it, whoever buys it would be getting a nice little car that runs terrific because I've taken impeccable care of it. And no, it's not pretty, and it's got dings, and it's got scratches, and it's got imperfections. But it looks good enough, and it will get you from point A to point B with extreme reliability, and it'll do it at a, between 30 and 32 miles per gallon on the highway, so your gas bills are not that high. But I don't, I don't think I can get $5,000 for it. I might, maybe, be lucky. So, yeah, there are $5,000 cars out there. There's eight to $10,000 cars out there. What are you willing to accept? What are you willing to accept driving? You know, and that's the whole thing. It's, it's the conditioning of our society that I wanted to talk about here in this final segment. So that's going to wrap it up. But I think that I've given you some things to think about. This might be something, this might be a good episode for you to try to convince someone who is not real into modern survival and prepping. Try to get him to listen to it. Maybe this is one that you might want to get him to listen to. 
because you know you can tell them, hey, here's a guy that's common has a common sense approach. He's an everyday guy. He doesn't go tinfoil hat on people. He doesn't start talking about all these kinds of wacky theories and, and things like that. And you know, he, he hasn't flown off the deep end. He just believes in living a responsible life. And I like to get on this podcast and this show and talk to you guys about living a responsible life. So maybe this is one of those kinds of episodes. With all that said, I'd like to hear your comments. Join our forum. Go to todayssurvival.com. There are two S's in that address. Remember that? Todayssurvival.com. There's two S's in that address. Go to the forum section. Join the forum. Send me an email, please, after you join the forum. I keep spammers out this way. Send me an email. Say, here's my username that I use. Would you please approve my account? I'll do that in 24 hours or less. And you can start talking to other listeners on the forum. Good stuff. If you like what I do, if you want to support my show, there's an easy way to do that. I put together a collection of about six different podcasts where I interviewed lots of experts in the survival and prepping field. And it's called the Survival Champions Club. You can get each one for less than five bucks. Four dollars and ninety-nine cents, or you can get all six of them, I believe it is, for twenty bucks. So if you want to support my show... Please do that. You know, I had Dr. Stephen and Janet Lewis. I recorded part two of that excellent interview a couple months back about keeping yourself well-nourished. And I have another one by Glenn Tate. And there are several of them on there that are really good subjects. You can go to todayssurvival.com. You can click the Survival Champions Club link over on the right-hand side of the page. And you can see a little bit about what each podcast is about for $4.99 each. I would say it's nearly impossible to go wrong. You notice I don't have a whole, I don't have any paid sponsors on this show. And that's on purpose. I like to try to keep it that way because I don't want to run a bunch of commercials for you, you folks to listen to. Last but not least, please don't forget about my Amazon store. If you make a purchase on Amazon, and even if you have Amazon Prime, go... Use my link first. Go to todayssurvival.com. Click the Amazon store. Save that link that's right there. Save that. Bookmark it. Whatever. And then every time you want to access Amazon, do that. And if you have a if you have an account with Amazon, you just log right in. Anything that you buy, will it'll help me out. I'll, I'll, I'll earn a little bit of a commission for that. And that's another way you can support my show without spending any extra money. How cool is that? All right, folks, that's, that's it for this episode. I'm Bob Main. Thanks for listening to another episode of today's Survival Show. It's my goal to help you do what you can with what you have wherever you are. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next time.